edition of Nightlight. Well, it's been a while since we've had a current events Nightlight show. And with so much happening in the news, especially since the start of 2020, I think it's high time we devoted a show to some of the latest signs of the times. Signs of the times. With me on the show, speaking over Skype from his home in Scotland, is author and watchman on the wall, Stephen Strutt. And we're going to be talking about the biggest story in the news right now, the Chinese coronavirus. But first, let's start with a song, and I think you'll enjoy this, one of the latest from Emmanuel Gilligan. Don't care 
boy, I wish there were more Christian artists recording these kind of songs. Anyway, you'll be happy to hear that was just one of a whole batch of songs that Emmanuel Gilligan sent me just last week. And I'll try and fit in another one before the end of the show. Nightlight's Interview of the Week. And with us once again on Nightlight this week is Stephen Strutt. Nice to have you back with us, Stephen. Oh, hi, Simon. Great to talk with you again. Pleasure. Stephen, I'm sure that most people listening will be following the developing situation of the coronavirus in China. But for anyone who may have been tuned out of the news for whatever reason, maybe you could give an overview and update on what's happening. Yes, uh, that would be my pleasure. I started writing about this five days ago, and when I did, my first reaction was, oh no, not another one of those so-called deadly viruses uh, like Ebola or SARS. Um, And I started writing about it, thinking it was just another scare. Unfortunately, in the last five days, and studying it at length, every day it becomes more evident that this is not just a normal scare of some deadly virus. There's a lot more to it. But I want to start off here so that nobody has to jump off the deep end and uh, by necessarily what you hear in the media, because let's face it, as a journalist, you know that the main media and the alternative media, they use sensationalism in order to get an audience. Right. And therefore, it's very difficult as a person who to be objective about what exactly is the truth in the matter because the motive has to be pure and if it's not pure and you're used to use the tactics of journalism then it can be too extreme on one side or the other and that's been my observation the last five days i have read articles that seem too extreme on one side and others on the other who are minimizing the situation yes that being said i would say overall in my investigation of five days is this seems to be different somehow And what I was thinking of doing was just give you an idea of some of these articles that are out there. Uh, We're going to have to pretty much come to a consensus of the possibilities because it is getting bigger than I thought it would. I thought it was just going to be a a little scare, but unfortunately that's not the case. I will say, I'll say here, that when I originally talked about this, I was skeptical about the whole thing, about another virus like SARS and Ebola. But that was before things started quickly escalating out of control. So what is the very truth? Well, you are the ones that are going to have to decide that after seeing in all the evidence. But like Simon has said, we don't have all the evidence in yet because there are so many sides to what's going on. We're going to try and discuss some of those uh, sides to the argument today. Yes. And um, hopefully we'll soon know, is this a very serious situation or is it not? Only time will tell. But I'd like to start off so that nobody has to be afraid of anything because Jesus did predict in Matthew 24 that eventually terrible things would happen on this planet and actually it would help usher in the last seven years and the final coming of Jesus Christ a second time. Praise the Lord. The last three days in particular, I and others have been getting this same psalm over and over from every angle. We keep getting Psalm 91. Yes, so me I'm too. I'm just going to read four verses of Psalm 91. I think everybody should hold on to it this time in case the situation is far more serious than I had originally thought five days ago. Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High 
shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'm only going to read four verses. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that fleeth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall thy side, ten thousand thy right hand shall not come nigh thee. So in case it gets out of hand, and it does get to be very serious, as it appears to be that's the direction it's going in, you don't have to be afraid. We have Jesus, we have the Lord, we have the Word of God to hold on to. Bringing you peace in the midst of the storm. You're listening to Nightlight. Okay, Stephen, first, for those who are blissfully unaware of what's happening in the international news, I think my dear wife, Sunshine, would fall into that category. Maybe you could start by explaining what is this virus? How did it start? What happened is we recently, in the last five days, been made aware of a, a virus which is very similar to a SARS virus, Ebola, the ones that have gone through. These, these come from a category of viruses which normally are to do with what give people the flu, they're respiratory viruses. Call them renoviruses or coronaviruses. So the coronavirus is not new in a sense that scientists have put these kind of viruses in two categories, the rhinovirus or the coronavirus. This just happens to be one of the coronaviruses and that's what we're discussing. But there's a difference here. This coronavirus, on this occasion, has come out of a town in China called Wuhan, pretty much in central China, slightly to the east in China. Actually, Stephen, it's not a town. It's a city of 11 million people. No, I should say city. That's right. It's a massive city called Wuhan there in central to eastern China. And that's right, with 11 million people, that's a very big, about the size of London. Wow. Absolutely yeah. massive. And so we've heard about this dangerous, deadly virus coming out of that particular area. That's how it started off. And I think our first reaction a lot was, oh no, more scaremongering from the powers that be, for whatever motive we don't know, but um, we can imagine. That's my first reaction. But then as the days have gone by, there, is, there are so many articles out there, so much from both the main media and the alternative media, and a lot of specialists, I like uh, reading what scientists say and doctors say and people on the ground, nurses who are over there, and what I've seen, in short, is coming from what seemed to be just the run-of-the-mill, just another so-called deadly virus, and I'll, I would like to point to the audience that most of the time, it is scaremongering what we're given. Because if you study the viruses of the past, SARS and Ebola, yes. never more than 800, I think 350 in one case, 800 in another, people actually died from these viruses. And yet at the time, we were made to think, oh, this is going to kill millions, and everybody has to get inoculated and get vaccinated. But it never really happened, and it, it fizzled out. That's what happened. So when I first heard about this five days ago, oh, it's going to be the same old thing. They're using this in order to push vaccines and other stuff that the globalists like to push on people. I thought that, but something about it this time looks very different and even scary. Well, just how scary do they think it is, Stephen? What do they know about the virus so far? All right. Okay, well, I found this out last night. The thing that is the most difficult is that experts are telling us, okay, when we examine similar virus like SARS and Ebola, what is shocking to the top scientists is 
they have they have a factor called R, R factor. Now the R factor just tells you about at what rate the disease will spread from person to person. Now with these other viruses, the, the numbers were much lower, but with this new one, they're very concerned because the coronavirus, this particular coronavirus, uh, it has a special number to it, but I can't remember the number, but anyway, it has a special number to it, but this one has R factor 3.8. Now what does that mean in practical terms? It means that apparently for each patient that has the sickness, they will immediately pass it on to 3.8 people who are in their proximity. Wow. Now, that is very severe. You do a bit of maths and find out how quickly something like that spreads. It doesn't take much to see that that becomes exponential. And what they have said is even the Chinese who now, for those who don't know, China has gotten really worried about this. The Chinese government, who communist government, who are normally really... On top of everything, this is not China for a loop. I can't verify there's a voucher. I've seen some videos on it, but it looks like they've got 18 cities in total lockdown in China. How they do it, I don't know. You'd have to have a massive amount of military. But they have military forces and others blocking off the cities, stopping people getting in and out. I know that they wouldn't be doing that just for a small little virus there's got to be something much more involved for them to be that scared all i know is the chinese government itself is really scared about this problem and um that's what i can tell you and it couldn't have happened at a worse time yes i I was sure i didn't really realize this till recently the actual the china has like we have we celebrate christmas in the west but china celebrates the new year which happens to be the 25th and the 26th of guess when this month of January. And for most Chinese, our friends, the Chinese friends, they would have gone back to China a week or two ago. So it means that this particular moment in time, right now, you've got the maximum number of Chinese people actually in mainland China. I I find that very strange coincidence that happens to be happening right now with all this virus scare going on. And not only that, Stephen, but within China itself, hundreds of millions of Chinese travel to their hometowns or from their towns to the cities to celebrate the lunar year with their families. And for them, it's kind of like Christmas and New Year rolled into one. Many of these people would have traveled from Wuhan before they were aware that they might be carrying the virus. Unfortunately, that is correct. In fact, I just saw I just saw a shocking map now this map shows all of china it shows all the provinces and there's only one area in china in the southwest that has not been hit with this virus and it shows the original place in city of wuhan and that area is dark red and it shows the surrounding territories in slightly less dark red and then pinker down to no color at all right but it seems in spite of the good intent of the Chinese government and the military to try and contain it. As other experts have said, every time in history you try to contain this sort of thing, it doesn't work. You delay it slightly, but you can't really contain it. And something with an R factor of 3.8, the experts, they were saying, I read this morning, that even if you could contain it 80%, you still can't stop it getting out. Because it's yes. just, it's the, the, it, it spreads too quickly. 
Um, so that's what we're dealing with. We're doing something that's moving faster than did Ebola or SARS. Yes, I'm looking at those tweets right now on your website from Dr. Eric Ding, who is a Harvard specialist in these matters. And he says that he's really worried because while the Spanish flu of 1918 killed 25 million, the rate of reproduction was 1.80. And the rate of this coronavirus is 3.8. And he says that even with a 99% lockdown of Wuhan, it would only reduce the infection rate by a third in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, it's serious. Nightlight, keeping you in tune with the times. spend a penny on armaments or any other means of enforcing global peace. We don't need a military to nab them or nuke or shoot or stab them. We just line them up and jab them with disease. What? Line them up and jab them with disease? Precisely. Line them up and jab them with disease. It's really not so menacing to accomplish ethnic cleansing through the use of a deadly viral strain. It shouldn't seem so sinister to merely administer such a cleanser to the blood and to the brain. Think about it. (laughs) You may call it genocide, but you agree we must decide to prohibit population to increase. Of course, we don't need a force to nab it, or nuke or shoot or stab it. We just breeze in there and jab it with disease. We just breeze in there and jab it with disease. You know what? I agree. In the interests of our welfare, it's a more selective warfare, and far more eco-friendly than napalm. To accomplish our desire, the only shots we need to fire are those we silently inject into the hour. Rid the world of useless eaters is our goal, so who'll defeat us when we hold the very keys to their decrease? We don't need a force to nab them, or nuke or shoot or stab them. We just blind them up and jab them with disease. Simple. Line them up and jab them with disease. Why should we spend on rockets? People pay from their own pockets to bring about our goal of their disease. We don't need to grab or nab them, nuke or shoot or stab them. Goodness gracious, no. They'll fall in line to let us jab them with disease. They'll fall in line to let us jab them with disease. Enforced inoculations upon unsuspecting nations will cripple them and bring them to their knees. We don't need to grab or nab them, nuke or shoot or stab them. We just march in there and jab them with disease. We just march in there and jab them with disease. Now you may think I'm spreading gloom, but a womb can be a tomb, and I say it at the risk of making waves. I know it may sound tough, but if we jab them soon enough, 
We can turn a billion cradles into graves. And I've been waiting for just the right show to play that song. I mean, if you can call it a song, from Jeremy Spencer. And there you have it. Line them up and jab them. Nightlight, keeping you in tune with the times. Yes, you're with Nightlight. And with me on the program is Stephen Strutt, speaking over Skype from his home in Scotland. Now, if you're listening and able to go online right now, then you can log into Stephen's website, which is www.outofthebottomlesspit.co.uk. That's outofthebottomlesspit.co.uk. And you can see the articles and YouTube links that Stephen is talking about right now. And as this is a fast evolving situation, he's posting new links and information, plus his own comments every day. Thanks for doing that, Stephen. No, I think it just needs to be done. I wouldn't normally do this, but it needs to be done. It's that serious. Stephen, what are the possible causes of this outbreak, the possibilities of how this started? Did it originate from this animal market where they sell bats and snakes and all kinds of unclean animals to eat, as is the official story? But I also see that Wuhan has a huge virus research facility. It seems possible that there was an accident and this coronavirus somehow escaped. Well, yes, I find that also very, very suspicious. I think I put that on my website yesterday. It says exactly that. The Wuhan National Biosafety Laboratory, only lab in China, designated for studying dangerous pathogens like SARS and Ebola. Coincidence? So why is this happen to be happening when they had the best laboratory in the world for containing such viruses and then suddenly lo and behold one of these exact viruses gets out and now they're blaming it on the bats and the rats that people are eating i don't buy it right i think it's something's gone wrong that's what my impression is from what i've read something's escaped out of one of those laboratories that they weren't expecting because china i read other articles china's been so very well almost arrogant and saying we've got the best containment lab in the world for the most dangerous viruses we've got them here we're working on them and i thought it was wrong to be so arrogant about it 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 looks somehow i could be wrong but it looks like according to what people are saying that something got out a dangerous pathogen escaped and it's not the first time this has happened but these things have gotten out before well like with the sars outbreak of 2003 so as proud as man is of his accomplishments and what he can do in science obviously somehow they can get out now the big question is was this done deliberately or was it an accident and if it was done deliberately who was behind it you brought up a point before we feel it's very unlikely that china would do it to itself Uh, yes why would it i mean china's been so proud of its economy its development the perfect society it's trying to build with its surveillance and social credit system this is a real body blow to its international reputation could devastate its economy and even its population so either stephen it was indeed an accidental leak from the wuhan bio research facility or transferred by unclean animals from the market as is the official story or it was deliberately planted by china's enemies who want to bring china down 
And if that's the case, well, they couldn't have picked a better time of the year to do it just before the Chinese New Year. I agree. Look at this comment from the Asia Times newspaper. Virus goes global as China struggles in the Asia Times. And they said this. Now, this is actually quoted by the Chinese government. Anyone who deliberately delays and hides the reporting of cases out of his or her own self-interest will be nailed on the pillar of shame for eternity, declaring Beijing. But then the newspaper says, but was China's response fast enough? Why did China delay? Well, they delayed with the SARS and the bird flu outbreak, Stephen, as long as they could. And it seems likely they would have done the same thing with this outbreak and delayed fessing up until they had no other choice. If that's the case, then there could be many more infections and deaths already than they are officially admitting. Yes, exactly, because we have only recently been told about this, say, five days ago, but apparently this has been going on since around about Christmas time. And if you know that the um, incubation time in humans is between 5 and 15 days, and we have found out also that unusually there aren't necessary symptoms to showing you're sick, Therefore, lots of people could be walking around infecting others for a very long period of time before anybody's even aware of it. Yes, on the BBC, they were saying that they now know that the virus is infectious in its incubation period for up to 14 days before the carrier even knows he's sick. And, well, this must make it pretty much impossible to contain. Well, there's a lot of aspects to this whole situation that I've been looking at um, because I realize this is not just a run-of-the-mill virus situation. And you're getting some very famous people who are known to know what they're talking about, who've written best-selling books, people like Mike Adams from Natural News. And he's saying here, this is also on my website, a perfect storm now exists. The horrendously bad decisions of human beings who hold power in government, media and industry have brought the human race to a perfect storm of conditions yes. that will strongly contribute to the spread and fatalities of the coronavirus pandemic now threatening the world. Now, that is a very good article. I su- That's on my website. You can read it yourself. But Mike Adams is very famous for, for patenting all kinds of things he's, he's uh, invented and written best-selling books. He's the expert on health in many ways. So... I think Natural News is a very good place to go if you want to know some of these things that maybe he knows that we don't know. So that's another one I mentioned from my site. Now I want to go to one that's more extreme. There is one person called Hal Turner who puts it in a much more dangerous perspective. He stated this a few days ago. Coronavirus, 56 million people in lockdown. I think that's 18 different cities. As China closes... 18 cities. No, actually, so I'm wrong. That is actually the the mainstream. That is the mirror newspaper stating that. All right, so it seems to me that China is reacting very, very strongly and trying to contain this thing. But as we said before, the doctors and experts are saying you, you won't be able to contain this thing for very long. So the question is, if they know that, if they know they can't contain it, why are they, why are they doing it? Why are they trying to contain it? Are they just trying to delay something? You know, even on the BBC, just almost a week ago, right at the very start of this outbreak, the BBC were in communication with a doctor in a hospital in Wuhan, and he was saying there were thousands of people flooding the hospitals, and many had to be turned away 
even though they were obviously sick because there just weren't enough doctors and medicines and beds to treat them. Yes, in, on, in that respect, the most extreme article I've seen is on the Hal Turner show. Uh, Hal Turner seems to, it's called the Hal Turner radio show. This guy's also very famous and he talks about that we're not being told the truth at all that the number of people dead is, is astronomical and that is why the Chinese authorities are, are having these extreme measures I've seen on video already you've got the military trying to contain those cities you've got them um, blocking roads with, with trucks and putting dirt all over the roads the minor roads so. Yes, they're even trying to disinfect the cities by spraying disinfectant out of water cannons I find this very strange as my wife said Look, if they really care about the people, why aren't they taking them food and the medicine that's missing? Because one nurse who got through a message, she said that they've run out of medicine and the people are getting desperate there. They're looking for the nurses and doctors for answers and they don't have any. And she also said, and strangely, the, in their hospital, all the top echelon of those who run the hospital are not even there. And I find that odd. That's just a couple of details I've been gathering. Yes, you can see on BBC or elsewhere videos of the completely deserted streets in Wuhan with everyone holed up in their apartments. But you wonder how long can that continue? You also see empty supermarket shelves. How long can a population of 11 million survive without going back to work or without going out to buy food? Exactly. That's what makes one think, is this being done deliberately is it engineered for this to happen because i'd say the most dangerous place to be in any kind of big emergency is massive cities for that exact reason because it doesn't matter what started the virus is only part of the the problem it's when the food runs out when the water runs out the medicines run out what are people going to do and you know what they're going to do they're going to become savage they're going to attack each other they're going to do all kind of horrible things um, and that's why I would say that avoid those big cities at the, big, at the time, avoid big cities. If you start hearing that people are dying in the UK or in your country, if you start hearing that from this virus, I'm not saying it's going to happen, maybe they'll contain it in China, but it seems from what I've studied and what Simon studied and, and many others too, that they're not going to be able to contain it. And if that's the case, it's not the actual virus that's the most dangerous thing. It's the breakdown of society, the breakdown of order. Because if the military can't contain it, well, who can? Shining bright in the dark night, you're listening to Nightlight. Actually, talking about shining bright in the dark night, I was thinking earlier today and praying for the many Christians that are in China. Some estimate that there are 200 million of them, and they're being persecuted and their activities severely restricted under the new Chinese surveillance and social credit system. But now they have a wonderful opportunity to witness to and pray for their neighbors. I mean, everyone's wearing masks, so the surveillance cameras won't work. And you can be sure that the Lord is doing wonderful miracles right now in China through his many children there as they help and pray for others. And I'm sure there are all kinds of miracles of healing and protection and provisioning happening 
now in China that couldn't happen if this emergency didn't exist. I think that that is very encouraging what you're saying, you know, because it does say all things work together for good. And we do see from history that God's people do come to the fore in extreme circumstances. I think that's why you've got so many Christians in China, because they, the persecution and the suffering has only made them stronger. And the latest reports is there are actually 200 million Christians, and a lot of them really solid, there in China, which is more than anywhere in the rest of the planet, even under communism. So communism can't stop Christianity. Yes, you know, Stephen, situations like this really provide fertile ground for Christianity to thrive. As we know it will during the Great Tribulation, it's during natural disasters and great calamities that provide opportunity for Christians to step up and help others put their faith into practice. And I think this would be a good place to slot in another song from Emmanuel Gilligan that is called Thrive. Bye. 
Another great, strong song from Emmanuel Gilligan called Thrive. As it is prophesied, will happen to God's children in the last dark days, when they that know their God shall be strong and thrive and do exploits. We have a guest tonight on Nightlight. And our guest is Stephen Strutt, host of a website I would thoroughly recommend and where you can get daily updates on this developing story coming out of China. The address is www.outofthebottomlesspit.co.uk. Stephen, in the time left on the show, anything you'd like to say by way of putting all of this into perspective with the end time and Bible prophecy? Well, Sam, what I'd add to that in in uh, summing up this whole situation as regard to biblical prophecy, many of us who have studied the Bible and know the Bible well have been looking for years and wondering what will be the event that will usher in a new world government. What what will be? Would it be a, a big war? Would it be an economic crash? Uh, some years ago, I just happened to come across an article. I, I just saw it at, at the time I didn't do anything with it. I should have done. But the article said, if any major power, like the, the coming New World Order, wanted to project themselves into control of the planet, rather than do it through a big nuclear war or through big economic crash, some of the things would affect themselves, it would be much easier for them to do, to do it using a virus. Right. That's exactly what the article said. I wish I'd picked it up. This is a couple of years ago. And I thought, whoa, that's a far out claim. But the thing is, we're finding now that um, military people and people on the field are claiming that this is no ordinary virus. It's actually a weapon. That's why some might say bio-weaponized virus, question mark. Now, we do not know what will trigger the New World Order takeover. Could it be bioweapons? Could that trigger something? All I know is that what the article I read stated that all you have to do is to make a lot of people panic with something, and eventually you get a scenario where you're seeing already happen there in China, in Wuhan, where the city's getting emptied of food and medical supplies, and what's the next stage, and then you've got the military got them all hemmed in so they can't get out. As one reporter read said, the military are shooting people on sight if they try and get out of Wuhan. Gosh. Now, I, I, I can't vouch for that's true or not. That is on the Hal Turner, Hal Turner radio show. That's the most extreme one I've seen, and he claims how he has information that nobody else has, or very few, because of his connect, connections with the military, CIA, and other people like that. But that has to be verified by another source because it's the only one I've seen that gives such extreme statistics. In fact, he's stating that it's a load of nonsense that only 50, 60 people have died. He says it's in the many thousands. And that is why China's getting freaked out. That's why they're taking such extreme measures, but we don't know about it because they're total lockdown on the media. In fact, the internet over there is very controlled. They can switch it off if they don't want people talking. It's much more controlled than here. So I'd say we just have to keep looking at this, praying that it won't develop into something as serious as it looks as potential for, as happened with SARS and Ebola, but to be alert, to be aware that it might be something that we've never seen before.
because what the military was saying was if this is a bioweaponized virus then it won't behave like a normal virus because they've, they've altered it they've changed it so it reacts in a different way that's the whole point of altering it and I find it very suspicious that the world's biggest laboratory for studying viruses and happened to be there in Wuhan the worst viruses the most dangerous viruses in the world is that coincidence? I somehow find that all too suspicious and so do others right so I'm thinking that it is possible that the powers that be meaning the globalists they haven't been able to get their way or their new world order yet they haven't been able to bring down Donald Trump which they really wanted to do they wanted to bring him down bring in socialism to the United States or communism they haven't managed to do that he's too popular and they, they can't even accuse him and get him in court, bring him down, and it looks like he's going to win the next election in the United States. So, what are they going to do? This could be, as others have stated, this could be their way of bringing things down. Because it's not just a matter of how many people will die from this virus. And just to be a comfort to everybody, is these viruses generally only kill 1-2% to of the people who actually get these viruses maximum five percent and the people who normally die are the elderly and the sick so don't listen to anybody who's telling you oh anybody can get killed from these viruses now i'm talking about under normal circumstances i do not know when it comes to bioweapons that is a whole different ball game that none of us have enough information on as to what they alter in those viruses as to what the virus will do or how it will react i think that one of the main things for everybody to know in the physical is the words your immune system because God created us with a fantastic immune system that can protect us from all kind of viruses sicknesses cancer everything yes if you stay healthy if you stay fit if you don't get overweight if you're very careful how you live and you're diligent then you're not likely to be affected even by this deadly virus yes so it's a matter of this virus, if it's been weaponized, and, and there are those in the States who are very worried about that, they are worried because they say that the cities in the United States, like California and New York, are very weak because they have lots of homeless on the street. They have all kind of conditions there that you, you would find abhorrent if you knew. Right. And a lot of people are weak physically. And therefore, if the virus gets out in a place like California, it's going to wreck havoc. Gosh. But... For those who are diligent with their lives, drink lots of good water, healthy food, exercise, do the right things. You don't need to be afraid because these things normally only kill, even if you get the virus, they only kill about 2% because it's the same as the flu virus except stepped up a bit. But whether it's a weapon or not, that has to be yet verified. There are people saying that, but we need to get some more veracity on that one. Yes. So I don't think we should panic about it shouldn't press the panic button but we should accept as christians we should understand that look something is going to change this world something is going to bring on the ac agenda something's going to bring on the new world order that you we know that they've been trying for years and years to find a way how they can control this planet and of course their plan is totally insane and i agree with what simon said before it doesn't really matter what the devil plans and his silly plans and even with his having his new world order and then according to the 
Bible prophecy, the last seven years, and the Antichrist coming on the scene, the mark of the beast, the image of the beast, according to Revelation 13, these things we know will happen, but something will trigger, something's going to trigger the collapse of the system of the world as it is today, because the nations are far too disunited to allow something like the Antichrist and total control be under sort of conditions like in China where you can't do anything, say anything without being arrested or being photographed or having an economic system imposed on you where you get credit system and if you don't meet up the standard you lose credits like is already happening in China. So in a way I'm not surprised that something terrible has happened in China. In a way it's a humiliation for that communist agenda in China. Yes. But I'm beginning to think from talking with you, Simon, that it wasn't as I thought. I originally thought, well, would no, wait a minute, China wouldn't impose this themselves. But maybe this was imposed from without China, knowing that the Chinese would all happen to be there at the New Year. It's too big a coincidence in my I think that this has been engineered, the whole thing's engineered. And they made sure the, the lab with the worst viruses in the world were there too. Right in Wuhan. It's too big a coincidence, too many coincidences here. And then, so why would they do that? If, well, if you were a new world order and you wanted to bring the world down, and like I said, others several years ago said the best way to do is through a virus or weaponized virus, why choose China to start it off? Because China's got the biggest population in the world. It makes a great incubation for this weapon, get as many people infected at a special time, the new year, maximum number of Chinese, and then a lot of them will go back from where they came. There's no way the Chinese government can stop everybody. Or, and now, we, as we talked about earlier, the worst thing about this virus is it can't be detected in early stages. And uh, you, you don't even necessarily have a fever or even any signs. So a lot of people are going to, yeah, they're not even going to get detected. And, and when you've got loose border controls like the US and the UK, then they're going to get in left, right and center. And that is the danger, and I think that at the moment it doesn't look too dangerous for the rest of us in the UK or in Africa or in other places. We'll just have to keep an eye on the whole situation, stay alert, and pray to God that this is not going to get out of control. But I say even if it does get out of control, then I think we're seeing one of the signs of the end, one of the strong signs of the end, and maybe it will lead up, to, I'm not saying it does, it may be one of the dominoes that will cause the world to go down and a new world order to emerge. And I, I'm not the only one saying that. I've read others say the same thing on other websites today. But that's speculation. We know eventually that something will bring this world down to where they have to unite and the new world order. What the new world order do, their policy is uh, create a problem then bring the solution and then act as the saviors. That's how they do it every time. End time news and views. To me, what's been happening these last five years is very, very interesting. Very interesting as a Christian because I've been telling people the last 50 years that the last seven years are going to come. The Antichrist is going to come on the scene. You're going to have three and a half years of plastic peace. You're going to have the Antichrist put up the image of the beast 
and eventually you'll be forced to have the mark of the beast. But when you think about it, I've often thought, yeah, but wait a minute, the nations are not ready for such a thing. I mean, they can't even agree. Scotland can't even agree with England and, and Spain can't agree with the Basques. And you've <laughs> right. got all these divisions around the world. So how could such divided people suddenly be one? as a one nation under the Antichrist. Right. Uh, yeah, yes. I've often thought that's a difficult one to see that happening because the nations are too nationalistic. I mean, look at the fight is, look at the Brexit, look at this. Nobody can be united enough to have a one world order or one world government. So the solution to that is simple. Create such a terrible cataclysm or disaster or something that will make all the people of the earth so desperate that they will be like the devil said in the book of Job, skin for skin, and what will a man not do for his own flesh? So if you get to the stage where people are in chaos, there's no food, there's no medicine for a few weeks or whatever, people will do whatever they're told. And so if then they impose whatever control system, people will accept it. And that's how they'll gain power. They'll gain power by some sort of international crisis that affects physically each person. And for most people, they won't be able to say no to that system because it'll be a matter of having bread on the table or not. And that's why it says in, it says in the book of Revelation that if they don't receive the mark of the beast, they won't be able to buy or sell anything. So you see, most people receive the mark because they want to make sure they can eat their bread. So you can see from the book of Revelation, it's going to take some real big control to get things to a stage where everybody on earth agrees to such a system. Because at the moment, the nations are divided. So it's going to have to take a big cataclysm. I'm not saying this is this with this virus. Maybe it'll peter out like Ebola and SARS. But I somehow feel this, this feels different. It feels very different. But only time will tell. We'll just have to keep an eye on it. And we'll see over the next days, as, as Simon was saying, this thing is moving so fast, I'd say exponentially, that we're going to know for sure. Most people are going to know the things I already know and the things others know on these websites within a week. Everybody's going to know because it's moving so fast. It'll be obvious. So I, I would predict if this gets out of hand, then within a week, you'll hear about cases in the United States, people dying in the United States, dying in other countries. That's if it really is as serious as it looks. I'm praying and hoping that it'll just stop there in China dead and uh, it won't go any further. That's my prayers. But if not, well, we're just going to have to hold on to Psalm 91. Time. Changing tides, time marching on, they say, and time it has two sides. Move just one way, got to give. About tomorrow To keep on breaking through And keep on loving you Is the best thing I can do About tomorrow Tomorrow Time 
does both fly and creep But time is never late It's time, a time to laugh and weep A time for love and hate So turn another page And stumble out of the maze Write another phrase About tomorrow Changing up the style And you're still on speed dial The reason I can smile About tomorrow Cause it's not over Tomorrow to keep on breaking through and keep on trusting you is the best thing I can do about tomorrow. About the seasons and the time, the reasons and the rhyme, seasons and the time, the reasons and the rhyme. Give me time for peace, love, and laughter. Cause I'm making hate and war out there faster and faster Like there ain't nothing coming after Bastards But you're still the master Seasons in the time Reasons in the rhyme Seasons in the time Reasons in the rhyme Seasons in the time Reasons in the rhyme Seasons in the time The reasons in the rhyme Emmanuel Gilligan for his musical contribution to today's show, as well as earlier Jeremy Spencer. Stephen, any last thoughts on today's topic? Now, I know it's very hard for a lot of people to believe that the people running this planet do not have your best interests at heart. Well, that's why you need to know the Bible. You need to receive Jesus as your saviour. Be close to Jesus and be close to his word, because only God can protect all of us, because the devil also exists and Satan ever since the beginning of the creation of this planet has been trying to destroy it and everything on it and that hasn't changed one bit just, it's just trying to do it in more sophisticated ways now but we know it's all leading up to a biblical prophetic climax bring on a world government new world order and then control the people more and more with the image of the beast mark of the beast that we know that as Christians we know these things are written in the Bible, and it's just amazing they were written 2,000 years ago, and yet we can actually see the technology of these things in place. But the wonderful thing is, as Simon said, it won't be that long till the Lord returns after that. I, I, I'm not um, a pre-tribulation Christian. I believe, that, I believe that Jesus will come back after the tribulation, according to Matthew 24, 29-31, and take his beloved 
up to heaven. And it also says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So anybody, in those days, they see, the, see what's going on and they cry out, Jesus, help me. He will help you. Jesus will help anybody who cries out to him. So make sure you have Jesus in your heart by calling out to him, inviting him in your heart. As it says in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. Just ask him in and he'll be there for you. And you don't need to be afraid of these virus and these deadly things that are coming. It's just part of the signs of the times. It's part of the end time. Thanks so much, Stephen, for all you shared and for being such a faithful watchman on the wall. And I, for one, will be checking your website daily for your insightful updates on this unfolding situation. Thanks so much, Stephen, and God bless. Nice talking with all of you. I hope there's some help. And Stephen's website, once again, is outofthebottomlesspit.co.uk. I'll be back again next time for another edition of Nightlight. Look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye-bye.